Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 69 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever gonna break it down. This week, my guest is Petra Sprecher. She's an accomplished stunt woman in Hollywood, and part of her stunt, she gets hit by cars, she'll crash through glass ceilings, uh, she's falling on quicksand, flying through dark alleys on all of Hollywood's top film sets. She's worked in features such as The Minority Report with Tom Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp, she's done Eon Flex with Charlize Theron, Flight with Denzel Washington. I mean, she has the receipts, guys. Uh, she's also worked as a stunt double for Rosario Dawson and Eagle Eye. And she's been nominated by the Taurus World Stunt Awards for Best High Work, Best Overall Stunt by a Woman, and by the Action Icon Awards, she was nominated for Stunt Woman of the Year. Okay, so can we just say wow, first of all, to the resume? And uh, we chat about her career as a stunt woman, how she trains, and how she deals with the politics of Hollywood. So stay tuned for the conversation. So let's get right into Booney's pick of the week. Uh, if you were living under a rock, <laughs> that's the only way you could have missed the news that uh, the amazing, the great Aretha Franklin passed last week. Many of you, if you follow me on Instagram, you were shocked, apparently, to learn that I was a Riri stan. But why are you shocked, right? I stand for Rihanna. So why wouldn't I stand for the original Riri, who is like the blueprint uh, what an amazing career uh, that she had. And if you are like me, um, you have been playing her music nonstop. And some of you I know were still kind of like, well, I'm not really familiar with Aretha's catalog. All I really know her as is the woman who sang the Different World theme song. And if you are one of those people, I feel sorry for you. Because <laughs> she has an amazing uh, catalog. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put in the show notes, the links, uh, their Spotify links, but you could probably look them up on Apple Music and or Tidal if that's what you have. But those are my uh, two favorite, um, well, not my two favorite, but these are really like two good compilation albums that you can start with if you are unfamiliar with the amazing talent uh, that is Aretha Franklin. And for housekeeping, oh, you guys, the feedback from episode 68 with Brian, you guys were right. I am sorry. We were overdue for some Brian Ratchet on the podcast this season. And so many of you called him foolish, myself included. Um, someone even wrote in and said, Booney, how come you didn't save this episode one more week for it to be episode 69? Ha ha. And uh, that's funny. I actually thought about that myself when I read that comment and when I realized, like, oh, what was one more week? But nevertheless, <laughs> you guys enjoyed the episode and I enjoy reading and commenting back with you on the feedback. I mean, I, I just the stories that he has can tell, I sometimes think he's making them up, but I know he's not. Like, what reason does he have to lie? Right. So the next item for housekeeping, I'm doing another collaboration with Kim of Pish Posh Perfect, and we're putting on another Perfect Breakdown event. This time it's focused on meditation and journaling for self-discovery. It's happening in Baltimore, Maryland on September 22nd. Episode 29 guest, Gigi Renee, she was on here. That was, I think, was season two of the podcast. And she's going to share her expertise in writing from the heart and help each of um, everyone who attends develop and create their own 
own journaling practice, okay? So I really hope that you can join us. There'll be some light nosh nosh. We'll have some beverages. You'll even get a little token to take home with you. And you'll spend uh, two to three amazing hours at this event with Gigi Renee, Kim, and myself. The link to purchase tickets are in the bio. You can get them. Don't wait. There is a limited number of seats for this event. We want to keep it intimate. So do not delay in getting your tickets. I don't want to hear, oh, Boonie, it's sold out. Can you add me this one? I won't be able to because we do have a finite number of uh, spaces for participants. Okay. Grab your tickets. Also, remember, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter, Boonie Breakdown. And when sharing the episode and interacting, I love, love, love it. Uh, when you use the hashtag, The Boonie Breakdown, and the hashtag pod in, P-O-D-I-N. And I just want to make it clear, I got a little nasty gram in the mail because someone wanted to know how come I did not interact with them. They tagged me and they put the episode last week in their Insta stories with their recap. Now, if you have a locked Instagram page, I won't see it. So even if you tag it, um, even if you use the hashtag, if your page is locked, I can't see it. Um, so, so you can either make your page unlocked or you can DM me. And if you DM me, um, I can respond back to you that way, okay? So no more need for nasty grams. It's on you. <laughs> but that is it for the housekeeping. So let's get ready to break it down. Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie and I am excited for this episode. Uh, my guest for today is Petra Sprecher. So welcome to the Boonie Breakdown. Hi, Adrian. <laughs> so I, I we have like an interesting thing. This is one of the reasons why I love the internet. So really, Petra really just liked like three of my <laughs> Instagram photos. <laughs> and so when you're like, oh... Who is that? And so I clicked on her page and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. So then I go to her website and I'm like, she's totally a stunt woman. Like, that's amazing <laughs> to me. And then so I fired off this email, like, can you come on the podcast? And she said, yes. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's, I feel like this is of all the podcasts, because I do listen to quite a few. I've never had someone in, like listen to an interview of a stunt woman. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but <laughs> I haven't come across it. And so I feel like probably the people who listen, the audience that I have probably have never listened to this as an interview with a stunt woman either. Yeah, you know, that's that's interesting because right up front, I want to say this. I'm actually not even the typical stunt woman, I don't think. But we'll probably get to that later and you, you probably... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm curious about that now. But oh. I, I do know that you're from Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah, with my accent, I forget I have it. But yeah, you do I have think. an accent, but it's cool. So how is Switzerland? I've never been there. It's on the list, though. Oh, you should. You should go as soon as possible. It's an amazing country. Um, I'm born and raised there. My biological father is from Nigeria, but I've never met him. And that, oh, wow. is, yeah, that hugely pisses me off. And sorry, my French. But oh, yeah. we can do another whole episode. Look, okay. so you can curse. You can say anything. I'm like, right, we could do a whole episode about that. So okay. I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so. 
grew up in Switzerland uh, and um, it's it's just a neutral country so you know it's it's just very good it's it's a feminist country the woman is the equal to the man over there you know I, I grew up like that I'm super happy that I had that kind of upbringing like nobody brought me to school and picked me up I just walked to school you know it's totally mm-hmm. safe you know I started in training in the children's circus early on when I was six years old and that was in the city and I went by myself on the tram like the cable car and oh nobody wow me, yeah nobody picked me up but it's it's that safe to do that stuff so oh, I'm glad. Mm, go ahead yeah my feeling I was like that's cool it, it's definitely on my list of places to visit yeah go either summer or winter because that's okay. when it's extremely beautiful got it yeah and so you just mentioned you were in the circus very early at the age of six, like how did you even develop that interest of saying, you know, yeah, I want, well, I want to be in the circus. <laughs> yeah, that that can sound super crazy to a parent. I totally get it, but not yeah, not even so much so in, in in Europe because the circus culture is really huge. It's totally respectable to be a circus artist, especially a trapeze artist. But but anything in the circus is totally respectable. It's like going to the theater. You know, people love going to see a play over there. They love going to the circus, and it's all done really well. But how I got into it is like when I was six years old, I went to kind of a nature exhibit and there was a tent, a a blue little circus tent that I noticed from afar, really far. It's even crazy that I even noticed it, but I did. And I just immediately begged my parents what it is and to go and to see the show. And we went and I saw these kids performing. They were from the age six to 17 or sorry, seven to 17. And oh, did, wow. Yeah, they were hanging from ropes in the air on hanging on the trapeze. They were juggling. And although I'm really not a fan of juggling at all, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had everything, all kind, all the typical circus acts. And then after I saw this show, I was so impressed and I asked uh, to, to be signed up. And that time there was less of an amount of people that wanted to do that in terms of children. And I got in right away, right away. But nowadays it's, it's a long process to even get in there and be accepted. Gotcha. And so like, once you started training for that, like, what does training look like? Are there like special like schools or programs that you have to get into to become like acrobatic or flexible enough to be in a circus? Um, well, you, I, I guess, I guess if you, you're not, if you don't have any of those things you just mentioned, you probably wouldn't have an interest to be in the Mm -hmm. circus. So if you do have an interest, you probably possess any of those skills you just mentioned. But yeah, once you get in, you, you keep going to your regular school you know, but that's something you do after school. Like I went to train there three times per week, like from 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. You know, Monday night will be my unicycle class. Um, Wednesday night will be my acrobatics class. And Friday night will be, you know, a trampoline class or something like that. And you train the whole year. And then in summer, you go on tour with the kids. 
So you got to tour when you were a child with the yeah. circus? Yeah, yeah, just for the summer holidays, because we all get off six weeks and three of those weeks every year as a child for 10 years, I performed, we performed 10 days in our main city, which is Basel. And, and by the way, Brad Pitt loves that city because it's known, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's known for art. We have a lot of art fairs there and he flies in there and buys those expensive artwork. You know, he just flies in to buy some stuff and then he goes back. Oh, the life, the life. <laughs> the life, the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. that's kind of cool. So once you graduated from school, what did you do? Did you did you go to college or did you just try to do circus like acts full time? Yeah, good question. I actually uh, never thought I was I was going to pick that skill back up as an adult. So I before I did go to college. But before I did that, I went one year to Geneva, which is a city where they speak French in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. And I did that to learn French. I took care of two kids. I was part of a family and um, I got a, a, a degree in French. And then I went back home to my city, which is Basel. And then I started college for a year and I was super unhappy there because I just wasn't it was just wasn't good, a good fit for me to be sitting on a chair all day long. Hmm. Yeah. So I was super unhappy. I knew I had to leave and do something else. And after long research and you know how hard it is at that age when you're like 16, 17, you really don't know what you want to be. You no, know, you don't. <laughs> right. 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 How many people go to university and study so long? And then the first day on the job, they're like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. They're like, why did I do this for four years? <laughs> and now you feel trapped. Yeah. 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 So it was hard. But I figured out I wanted to be back in the theater. And then I went to a two year theater school, but it's a little bit different. It's not at all a Shakespeare theater school. It's it's called physical acting in German. Mm. It's called Bewegungsschauspielerin. So you you you're part of a play, but you use your body to express the story and you use also language, but it's a language that doesn't even exist. You just make it up. Gotcha. How many languages do you speak? Um, probably five. Wow. Which ones? Um, Swiss German, German, French, English, and Italian. Although cool. honestly, in Italian, I'm no longer fluent. But if if I go there for two weeks, I'll be fluent again. But I just don't have any Italian friends here in LA. <laughs> How do you like LA? <laughs> you know, I love it. It's 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 actually a lot of pain as well. A lot of driving in the car for hours, and it's a lot of stuff that is uncomfortable here. Yet still, I'm attracted to it, and I I need it. I need that feeling here. I I'm very happy in LA, and I'm obsessed. Like I love it here. I feel like it. It's a very nice place. I went. Yeah, I'm like, what was that like? maybe four years ago for the first time. And uh, it's very different than the East Coast. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where did, what did you all do? Did you do anything? What, what did you like the most about LA? Well, one, the weather was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I don't know, the atmosphere, everything just seemed way See? more laid back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's dangerous, too, because especially when you work in show business, because you got to make your own schedule because you don't work every day. That's a job. Once you sign up for show business, you have to know you're not going to be getting up and have a job every day. You mm -hmm. most of the days of the years you will be getting up with no job. No, that's that's true. 
yeah, that's what people actually not, don't think about, you know, when I wanted, when I was on, well, anyway, you probably have other questions before. <laughs> well, like, we're, we're deviating, but I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I read that you, you were in Cirque du Soleil. I can't remember which, cause it's so many Cirque du Soleil's. I know. I know. How was yeah. that experience traveling with them? It was really fun. Um, I was, uh, well, eventually after that, I did that theater school, I was accepted into the circus school in Montreal, which is a, a one of the world's best circus school. And it's extremely difficult to get in, especially today, but in, even back then when I did it. But I guess I got lucky. I submitted the perfect tape to be accepted in there, a creative tape, because they're looking for people that are not just copying other people. You know, they're looking mm -hmm. for people who have their own creativity and I got in there and I did, I was able to create an amazing act with my hardcore Russian coach, which I chose. I, I wanted it like that. I wanted to work <laughs> with the hardest coach. Yeah. And um, yeah, then Cirque du Soleil saw my act and they, they called me. I didn't even have to audition, which was another crazy thing. They oh, wow. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how that happened. I think the law of attraction, but I didn't know it back then, but now I know it. <laughs> but so, yeah, when, when they said they want to hire me for the North American tour I was like excited and also not excited because I really wanted to do the European tour and yeah I've never you know you know how many people want to move to LA or want to move to America I yeah. never wanted to come to America <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say I'm sorry to say but I think Europe is so amazing but anyway that has yeah, that's what God had decided for me, that I'm doing the North American tour. And honestly, I loved it. I mean, the city, I did really amazing cities. I've even performed in New York and Manhattan Battery Park. I think we were the last show who were allowed to perform there. And oh. um, yeah, yeah, loved New York. It was difficult, though, to work in that city. That city takes so much energy out of you. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's also it's a lot in New York. I, I always say, like, I love to visit, but I don't think I could live in New York yeah yeah it's i don't know i don't know maybe half of the year working there will be fun maybe coming be and bi going be bi coastal there you go yeah <laughs> yeah 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 hey but wait a second where which city are you actually in because i i researched you and now i just forget it because i did it so long ago uh -oh. which city are you in which city i'm in baltimore in? oh cool yeah, yeah. i i went there to, uh, we didn't perform in baltimore but i i went there too yeah that's also a fun place you know, yeah. you know, I always say like the Northeast, it's very um, different than the rest of America because we're so compact. And so like within a short time frame, you can get to D.C., mm -hmm. you can get to Philadelphia, you can get to New York, which is great. And then yeah. you go like further west and it takes like hours mm -hmm. and you're still in the same state. So <laughs> everything's like way more yeah. spread out the further yeah. away you go. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm rich. I'm also curious, like how you transitioned from doing Cirque du Soleil and using like your um, acrobatic and, and circus skills and transitioned that into a career as a stunt woman. Yeah. Um, when I moved here, I just was so clear in my head that that's what I wanted to do. And by the way, I was on tour in Chicago with the circus and I came across a magazine and the headline was African-American stunt women. And there was a, mm. a few pictures there and very few texts, but I didn't even care about the text. I just needed that headline. And I knew immediately that's what I want to do. I want to become a stunt woman. And 
I researched it and I knew it was LA at that time. We had to go to LA to start that. Now you could do it in New York, Atlanta, New Orleans. You couldn't do it in those three cities, but not back then. So, oh, sorry. <coughs> I have to cough. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I... I moved to LA. It was really hard to get started. I mean, anybody who's thinking about starting a stunt career nowadays, you have, and even back then, you have to be the top either in in martial arts or or like myself from the circus. You have to have a strong circus skill, or you have to be like a, a driver, you know, a NASCAR driver, something like that. You got to really be on top of the field, hmm. or or a gymnast and a you know a gymnast. You got to be really on top of the wheel, or if you don't have any of that, you got to have a strong intuition that that's the right thing gotcha. for you to do, because it's a lot of heartache and trouble to get started. It's a lot of energy, and the crazy thing about show business is this: like, even though if you are ready to work, they might still not hire you. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? If you work hard to to practice your circus act, eventually you're going to get a job in the circus somewhere. And with stunts, it's probably the same. Like it happens to many people. <laughs> eventually you're going to get a job, but don't expect it to happen right away when you move here. If you want to move here, bring some savings, you know? Wow. So, yeah. So, so did you like, how long did it take you to book your first gig as a stunt woman once you moved? Yeah, actually... It it was pretty fast, but the first year I moved here because I was from the circus, um, I did a, a bunch of music videos as well as a circus artist at, at the same time. So I started to work right away in, in music videos and FYI, a lot of that stuff gets cut because if you're not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're working like 24 hours on that music video set. And then in the end, they're not even going to rig your trapeze because, you know what I mean? The singers are more important than you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm probably only visible in very few of those music videos, but I, I, I got at least the experience and I got paid to work. But that took about yeah. a year. Yeah, it took, took a year and I did some print ads as well, you know. And then the stunt job, my first stunt job, I think was about two years in. Oh, okay. It about, yeah, it was about two years in. And really, not the first year, but the second year, I really tried hard to get a stunt job. And I could not get hired at all. I had no idea how to do it because they want to see a resume, you know, and they want to see that you have experience. And then finally, they, they took a risk on me because of my circus resume, because I worked for Cirque du Soleil. They trusted me with aerial stuff. And then my first job was actually on Minority Report with Steven Spielberg, you know. And oh, wow. Yeah, that was crazy. That was my first job. It was all through a bunch of flux, like, like lucky moments, you know, that I was found for this job. So what has been like your favorite or not favorite or no, we'll do that. What's been your favorite movie and or television set that you got to be a stunt woman on? Um, Television or film? I know you either or it doesn't matter (laughs) because I was thinking, first of all, I was thinking of film. You know what? When I worked on Eagle Eye, that was an amazing set. It was a two million dollar set. It had some water in there, but the water was super shallow. And that's what nobody knows who watches the film. You know, it's supposed to be deep, but really it's only like three 
three feet deep. Oh, you know? wow. okay. And you're, you're jumping in there from super high up. You're diving in, but you need to land correctly. Even though you're on a wire for that jump, you have to be because the water is only three feet deep. <laughs> you got to still land correctly so you're not diving into the ground with your head first. It still needs to look like that, though, on film. But as soon as your head hits the water, you got to even out your body immediately. That's so incredible. Like, how do you, I guess, what kind of like tricks do you not tricks but like what do you tell yourself as you're preparing to film a stunt scene because you're you just said like you you're jumping into three feet of water and you you have to hit it the perfect angle so you don't hit your head (laughs) so it's like how do you fight like you know how your body's reaction is like to naturally want to keep you safe so how do you overcome that to film a scene um you have to really visualize the, your stunt, your scene perfectly over and over and over. First of all, on a big movie like that, you actually are going to get rehearsals. Only on TV okay. is that you get barely any rehearsals. On TV, you got to be ready like yesterday, you know, when you didn't even know what the scene was. But that's what they expect. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for film, they have more money. They pay you to rehearse. So I did rehearse it. But, you know, that's always the the thing on film you rehearse it in your training clothes and then the day when you film they're they're going to come up with your high heels they're going to come up with your gun and here are the, several other props and and by the way we're going to fog it all up you're not even going to see the water <laughs> you're just going to jump into the fog is that okay with you oh yeah sure <laughs> so um just be super calm and how can you be calm in that situation experience experience with a lot of physical stuff in front of a lot of people like performing in front of two and a half thousand people every day at certain all my life I mean in the kid circus we didn't have two and a half thousand people as an audience but I've been used to perform for a lot of people since early on and so I'm, I'm less scared or, or or nervous you know what I mean um it's it's all that experience from the circus is coming in handy that before the stunt you just have to be super calm and you have to be super confident you have to really know what you're doing so that when they call action it's almost effortless you know you're just gonna dial it in in the body and the mind you know and then when they call action your body is almost automatically going to do the right thing that's amazing because I would be like you want me to do what (laughs) (laughs) and so I think it really is like a a a truly a highly skill like skill set to be able to do the things that your body would obviously or your brain your mind would be like why are you jumping off of this again (laughs) yeah some some stunts, if, if you've seen those action movies lately, it's just getting more and more dangerous. It's getting really, really, really dangerous. And have you ever, yeah, have you ever had a job that you turned down? Like, you're like, you know, I'm, I don't feel comfortable with doing that stunt, so I'm just going to pass. Uh, no, that, I never, <laughs> <laughs> I never had to do that, but I got one call where I didn't immediately say yes. And, gotcha. and nobody nobody wanted to do it anyway, so there was no rush, but usually everybody wants to do it. So you got to like pick up the phone on the first ring and your first answer is always, I'm available. You're not even asking what you're doing. You're just <laughs> saying it because everybody wants the job. Yeah, but for this job, that was actually, I got a call to do a car hit. That's like, that's 
that's a technical term. We call it a car hit. That's when in the script, it's like a hit and run in my case. And then you got to let yourself get hit by a car. (sighs) Yeah. So that one, and also that was actually filming in New York and the stunt coordinator, there was nobody in New York even that wanted to do it. And also most of the stunt people there were more newer because the stunt scene in New York is, is, you know, um, younger than the LA scene. Gotcha. So, yet there's less stunt people there. Although now I'm not even sure anymore, but I, I think still to this day, there's less stunt people over there. The most stunt people are in Los Angeles for sure. You know, and a lot of them are out of work, honestly, and a lot of them are working all the time, but it's super tight knit. It's hard to get in with the big productions. You know, it's funny that I'm saying that it's hard to get in. It's actually not true because you know what? My biggest jobs, I actually just got a phone call. Okay. And my and and I audition a lot. I've been here for 17 years or 18 years. Actually, yeah, 19 years. Sorry, 19 years. I'm already here. (laughs) And um, I've been auditioning for 19 years. And, you know, in terms of commercial auditions, I've booked three commercials in 19 years. That's Mm. what people don't know. They move here and they get nothing for one, two, three, four, five years. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. I'm not getting it. It takes a lot of patience and per, per... perseverance how do you call that word what's that word perseverance yeah yeah perseverance (laughs) and (laughs) uh, yeah and belief and faith and you know when we do work we do make a lot of money but you never know how long you're gonna need to live off of that money money. oh that's a good point budgeting budgeting but yeah i'm not good at it (laughs) so what is like one one or i guess someone that you were a stunt for like one of the most famous people that if you said their name, they'd be like, oh, my God, you were a stunt woman for her. Um, OK, probably. I, well, I was a stunt woman for Queen Latifah, although she has I'm not even her regular stunt double. She has a, a her own stunt double. But for, for this, oh, wow. film, she needed two stunt doubles. So I was hired for her. And um, I, actually, I was, I was just recently doubling for Mariah Carey. I know she's not. An oh, actress, wow. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah she, but guess what happened? She was supposed to be on the house and something happened and her scene got cut. And then that's what happens to us. Then our scene is cut as well. So Your I'm scene actually, got cut. Yeah. 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 But I, I doubled for her and they did a very good job. Like I can send you a photo. They did a very good job with my wig and everything and with the dress. That was really cool. cool. Yeah. But generally speaking, you know, I double a lot of TV actresses that there's a lot of actresses out there that make a living acting, but they're not super famous. You know, they're not Halle Berry or they're, you know, and first of all, there's not a lot of black action hero stars. Anyway, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. There's the Black Panther now, but that's that just came out now. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I I got called three times for this film, but the, my color is what well, that's another weird thing from Switzerland and America. You know, I'm like mixed. I'm half Swiss German and half Nigerian. But where I grew up, I'm just considered mixed, you know, but here I saw like a secret list and it, it said next to my name, it said that I was medium light. 
Mm. And it, it's super strange. I have no idea what the heck is this supposed to mean. But so they're it, just trying to say like you're a light skinned black woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is this, and that's very important that I should talk about. We have the Screen Actors Guild, right? The union that we're part yeah. of, and they have a rule that uh, any black actor should uh, can only be doubled by a black stunt double. And the same is for Caucasian. You know, only somebody Caucasian can double somebody Caucasian. Only Hawaiian, you know, Pacific Islander and Latin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows that. But I can actually only work, I can only double African American actresses. (gasps) Interesting. And then it goes even deeper. They want you to be the same skin tone. So then that even limits you even more. Yeah, and it's it's just excuses that they use, you know. They it's either they want to hire you or they don't want to hire you. If they don't want to hire you, they're coming up with some excuse like, "Oh, you're too light for this," or "You're too dark for this," or you know, or yeah, it's it's really I I don't even want to be talking about that topic because it's you know, yeah, it's 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 a whole other show, and I don't want to be the leader for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm just telling you that that's what it is. It's they're going yeah, I, by I race. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, they're going by race here, in, in yeah, that's what it is. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, have you? Um, so, if you're doing a day of filming, and it, I'm sure it takes a toll on your body, like how do you? Um, recover after a day of filming? I go to the spa. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I have my different hot springs that I go to. And, um, well, a day of filming, you, you can recover quickly. But if you're working on a movie for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, then sometimes you need, like, two weeks in the bed. Like, you're just sleeping day and night. You're spent. Yeah, and even for a stunt coordinator, it's even worse. If after after like three, four, five, six months on a movie, it's such heightened awareness, crazy um, work for so long hours. You know, like over twelve hours or, or sometimes, and you do it again over and over and over. And they have so much responsibility. And I I know for sure some of my stunt coordinators after the film was done, they're sleeping for like two months, day and night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And for me, yeah, I I have some jobs that two weeks after I can't even train, you know, because the, the body needs to recalibrate itself. Wow. And so how do you stay in shape? Like, do you uh, do yoga? Do you work out? Do you lift weights to keep fit so that you can perform your job? Um, I do a lot of hiking for the mind just to be calm with all this crazy Los Angeles life. But and for the fitness, too. But I just uh, go to the gym. I do my my treadmill there, stuff like that. I do a a lot of yoga at least about five five times per week I do a 90 minute yoga class wow and and um what else I was gonna say I just forgot and then you have all the other classes of of course your skills that you need to keep up you know you need to um do your fight training you know your martial arts training your kicks you need to do your gun training your weapons training your tactical training There's, oh that's and that's yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought about that, but that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're paying for all of that. You know, if an actor books a role like that, they're actually being paid to prepare for that role. But we're we're footing the bill for our 
whole training you know it's super expensive Mm -hmm. even stunt driving just a day of stunt driving is one thousand dollar wow yeah yeah so it's a lot of money you have to invest to just even be working you know wow Mm -hmm. do you do you have like have you ever done a stunt driving scene um, you know, I'm not known as a stunt driver. I'm, okay. I'm, tra- I'm trained for it. I done the training and I just did another training at uh, very recently, you know, but it's a whole other scene that you get into. You got to then meet all the, the stunt coordinators that are driving stunt coordinators. And because I've always had enough jobs with my body stunts, because really my background is, is the circus and the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really my background. And I've always been hired for those kind of stunts, but it's, it, it would be better if, you know, if I could get in as a stunt driver as well. But as I said, I just haven't done it. I just haven't, we call it hustling. I just haven't hustled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bad word, but it's really totally legit here to use that. It's, it's totally legit, but I just haven't hustled those coordinators. So I'm, I'm really not promoting myself as a stunt driver. I've done one, when I started, I'd done a few stunt driving jobs. I was a cop uh, downtown LA. I did a cop car chase. I did things like that. Those are fun. Gotcha. Yeah, they, those actually look fun. Um, but I would also, again, I would be like, oh, it's fun to like speed and drive around. And I'm sure you have to train to know how to, you know, do all of those cool things that we love watching on the screen. Yeah. But again, my mind would be like, why are you doing this? <laughs> those are fun. Actually, I, sh- I should I tell everybody you should take a stunt driving class. Anybody who doesn't even want to be a stunt man or a stunt woman, because it's going to make you a better driver on the street. And it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Everybody you know should try it once. Now I'm going to actually do that because I I like yeah. to drive fast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you start slow. Uh, you at low yeah, I'm speed sure. Speed. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I would yeah. probably be terrified to like do some of that stuff. So I would probably be going so slow, but I'm sure it'd be very thrilling. Yeah. Let me know. I'll give you um, ad- addresses and I'll give you names. If, if you're coming back to LA, I'll let you know. Awesome. There's, there's people in New York. That's closer for you. There's people gotcha. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I just also to like, have you, you know, knock on wood, I don't want the, to talk this up, but have you ever been injured on a set? Um, well, actually on my first, very first stunt job, I was, you know, those, um, the, the spaceship um, that was in Minority Report, you know, from the outside, it looks like a spaceship, but from the inside, it's a whole other story. You know, the way they build the chairs that we sit on. Um, it's like a Ferris wheel. Imagine a Ferris wheel. And we were sitting on those chairs with a strap on, like kind of like a seatbelt. And I, my chair that I was strapped into, and that was at the highest spot. Imagine the Ferris wheel is going all the way up and then I'm sitting all the way up there. My okay. chair broke off. My chair broke off of the, is it an axle or axis or? Yeah, yeah, axle. It just just broke off (gasps) and I fell down backwards onto steel floor. Um, (gasps) It, yeah, it was crazy. And I I did lose consciousness for a second and the, the ambulance picked me up. So I went home in the ambulance on my very first stunt job, but I was totally okay for some weird reason i just had a rotator cuff um strain in my shoulder that i still kind of have right now you know you kind of always feel it uh-huh. 
yeah, that that wasn't too fun for my first job, but it didn't stop. It didn't from. stop you. I'm like, you went back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And other That's than awesome. that, um, and yeah. so now we're we're in the part of the interview where I do the breakdown, and so okay. I'm I'm gonna say one word, and you can just say the first word or phrase that comes to mind. Okay, cool. I'll I'll try to do my okay. best. Although I haven't been in improv class lately, but okay. <laughs> You're a pro at this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so the first thing is fear. Oh my god. Fear. A fear factor. That's a word, fear factor. Gotcha. The, the TV show. Like eating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, I remember that show. <laughs> those spiders, those spiders and stuff, those those weird insects on you and they're putting you down into a grave. That's what I'm thinking about. Fear factor. Fear. Movie sets. Long hours of waiting. <laughs> Cloud swinging. Um when I was in tune 100% with the universe and found magic. Oh, I love it. Stunts. Parkour. The circus. Family. And then the last one, Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just making that up right now. <laughs> Mariah Carey, glamour, glam team, major glam team. She is glamorous. So, Petra, this was so awesome. I want to thank you for coming on. And I would like for you to share with everyone where they can follow you on social media or check you out on the internet. Oh, cool. Yeah, probably Instagram is the best. I'm I'm there pretty much every day. And it's just my full name. It's um, Petra Sprecher. And I pro should I spell that out? Because nobody's going to know how to write that. I'm going to speak really slow. So it's P-E-T-R-A. And my last name is S as in Sam, P-R-E-C-H-E-R. Perfect. So I will also link that in the show notes so you can follow Petra on Instagram. I'm telling you guys, okay, the other day she shared this amazing picture of her body. I commented <laughs> on it. You, you responded back. <laughs> like, what inspiration that was. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, I, I'm just so free right now. I don't care anymore. So I really try to live with my intuition. You know, if I want to do something, I do it, you know, even though it's it's strange. You know, I wouldn't have posted that five years ago. Never. I would have never done that. And now I don't care anymore. You know, I don't want to have hold holding. I don't want to hold myself back anymore in a little yeah. bit. At times I felt like that and I'm done with that period. I just want to live again and enjoy life and have fun and share, you know. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. I love it. And the picture was dope and it was awesome. So again, <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Adrian and everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks again to Petra for coming on the podcast. I so enjoyed our conversation. And I appreciated her sharing her journey and career highlights with us. Again, be sure to follow Petra on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. 
don't forget to leave a review too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make those pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Thank you for listening. Until next time.